Welcome to the Married to Marketing podcast, where our lifelong love affair with marketing is second only to our commitment to each other. I'm Todd Lair, CEO and co-founder of Lair Digital. And I'm Laura Lair, VP of Creative Strategy, co-founder of Lair Digital, and Todd's better half. Together, we've found success in business and in life by combining our talents, entrepreneurial spirit, and creativity. Whether you're a marketing newbie or a seasoned pro, Married to Marketing is a podcast that'll have you flexing your creative muscles, pushing boundaries, and thinking outside the box. Our mission? To equip you with knowledge, tools, and strategies that will skyrocket your brand's success. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Married to Marketing podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about building a lead generation machine that gets results with AI. How are you using AI? I know a lot of folks are still kind of dipping their toe in the proverbial swimming pool of artificial intelligence and um, just experimenting and trying things. And uh, we've learned a lot in a short period of time, but I would say we're also kind of poolside as well and and dipping in and kind of waiting in different areas when it comes to AI. And so hopefully like through this podcast today, we'll share some helpful tips that we've learned along the way, and we'll also share some resources uh, with you that we've published to help you use AI when it comes to marketing. Now there's eight key components of a lead generation machine with AI support. First of all, you're gonna need a foundation uh, strategy, which is extremely important. Uh, The website offers, your CRM, email, digital ads, and then of course, automation. Yeah, so let's dive in. Laura, I know you're extremely passionate about having standardized uh, um, brand guidelines and having them be uniform, and I think a lot of companies need to focus there first. So uh, what would you say is important in um, uniform brand guidelines or, or brand standards? Well, you have to define them. <laughs> I mean, it's it's important that you know who you are as far as your voice is concerned, you know, is the, the voice for your company defined? Does a writer who writes for you or a staff member who writes for you, do they know what your voice is? Is it professional? Is it down to earth? Does it have a little comedy involved, which we like to have uh, Lair to be really down to earth, to have a little bit of humor, um, but to be highly intelligent, you know, so we've, we've defined those brand standards, but also our brand usage. So it's not just the way your logo looks, essentially, um, or how your logo can be used, how it cannot be used. It's the same for your voice. How do we want to use the voice? Who is Lair not? Like, Lair is not jargony. Lair is not uh, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, with your brand, you want to clearly define your brand before you get started because you're going to need this if you're going to use AI because you have to tell AI you know, as you're digging deeper that I want to add a little humor to that or make this more down to earth or uh, knowing your brand standards is going to make AI work better for you because that's the one thing that AI can't do. It doesn't understand your brand. And if you don't understand your brand, AI is going to come out very flat. It could be um, that it sounds like a lot of other companies and not yours. So this is the, the very first start is the foundation and clearly defining who you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Love that. And obviously, you know, the right logo and the right place uh, for, for lead generation and brand awareness. Um, you mentioned voice, um, the right colors, the right fonts, uh, and having them be uniform everywhere that you exist, you know, especially obviously digitally. Uh, so once you've got brand guidelines uniform and standardized and you're ready to put them into play, 
um, you just mentioned, Laura, like understanding um, where you want to go and ultimately who you want to talk to, who you want to attract. And you could talk, you know, tar you know, total addressable market, which is just this wide view of who all you can sell to, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're all a fit. Most of them aren't. Um, narrowing that down to, to target audience. So these are potentials, but then within that, really getting to understand, you know, there's so many names for this, buyer avatar, um, ideal customer profile, or that another acronym, ICP. Uh, and we refer to it as buyer persona. Um, and for those that don't know what a buyer persona is, it's a semi-fictional representation of who your ideal customer, client, user, uh, is of your product, your service, you know, of your of your offering. Um, so it's important to understand, you know, not only who they are, but how they think, how they make decisions, because this is going to be important in helping or having AI help you define messaging and campaign ideas and content ideas, which we're going to get into in a second. Um, but clearly define buyer personas. There's lots of helpful tools online to help you kind of narrow down um, who they are. One of our favorite ways to define uh, ideal customer profiles or buyer personas is to actually interview mm -hmm. um, like our clients' best customers and understand, you know, how they came about to use our client's product or, or buy their service or hire them, uh, if you will. And um, not only that, but like we like to know where they hang out. Um, you know, how often do they check email? Uh, what do they subscribe to? Where do they go to do their research? You know, it's funny sometimes when um, clients hire, you know, seek to hire us, they reach out and they they say, you know, we really need to do more on social media, specifically Instagram. Um, we need to, to do more reels and videos and things like that. And we're always like, great, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, you should. Um, let's, let's, let's dig into that a little bit more. Let's find out where your customers are on Instagram. And we interview them and ask them and they're not on Instagram at all. <laughs> so uh, not that they can't develop a new market, but let's start where we know uh, your ideal clients or, or buyers hang out and, and go where they are and come up with a strategy that obviously AI can help with. That's why strategy begins before tactics. I mean, the biggest question to ask them is why? Why do you think you need to be on Instagram? Is it because you're on Instagram and you think that you need a presence there? Or is it because you think your customers are on Instagram? A lot of times we feel like, oh my gosh, I have to be everywhere. I have to be on TikTok. I have to be on LinkedIn. I have to be on Facebook. And uh, one thing you do need to do if you do have a presence there is make sure all of your bios match. <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many times we go to a, a customer's profile and it says something different on every platform that that definitely needs to be standardize and say the same thing for each platform. You can have different amounts of words for each platform, but really it needs to be um, consolidated and saying the same thing. But the, the, the reality is we need to know why so that there is strategy behind doing something. We don't want to just jump into tactics and say, okay, let's get you on Instagram and let's start pushing reels. There has to be a clearly defined goal and a reason for why we're doing this. Is this going to help conversions? Is my ideal customer hanging out there looking for me? Um, asking the question why will lead you to a better end result so that we stay attached to the real goals. It's better to spend a majority of your time if 80 to 90% of your clients are on LinkedIn or Facebook, then that's a better use of resources for marketing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you are uh, defining your, your ideal buyer persona, your ideal profile, um, it, it obviously you want to know the background, you know, and, and you're going to be developing, developing these personas and you're going to come across themes like uh, in B2B, you know, job role, job title, you know, title might be interchangeable, but the role is relatively the same. Um, you're going to want to know um, the industry, obviously, that they're in. Um, you know, age is, is helpful, um, what kind of associations they're a part of or, or how they network, um, you know, how they, ref how they refer, uh, you know, how they refer others. Um, and, and then also um, what their pains are. You know, really, it's it's understanding the pains that they have that your product and, and serving service offers uh, them to solve that that pain. So um, so think about you know and ask them you know what keeps them up at night. What uh, what type of symptoms um, best describe what the pain point it, it was? We find a lot of times maybe they're not in tune with what the actual problem is, but they're experiencing symptoms that lead us to a problem that um, we can sell or help our clients sell the solution to that problem. And AI can help identify your audience. Um, you know, or your buyer persona's top pain points. Um, but keep in mind that you'll have better outputs from what AI tells you, um, you know, to, to attract them, the, the more details you can give them. Like I, you know, like we mentioned job title and uh, the industry that they're in and, and so on. Um, so here's an example uh, to help you come up with pain points. Let's say uh, you're a financial services firm and you're trying to target an audience, let's say, of uh, soon-to-be retirees. And, you know, they're looking for help with retirement planning and uh, asking AI, what are some potential challenges and pain points this audience might face? So, you know, a prompt would be just exactly that. Uh, you're a financial services firm trying to uh, target an audience of soon-to-be retirees for help with retirement planning. What are some challenges and pain points this audience might face? And then AI, like ChatGPT, will give you, you know, kind of a four, five, six bulleted list of potential talking points that, um, you know, that, that are pains or symptoms of a pain that you can use in your messaging and, and in your marketing. And we've created a, a resource, we'll mention it a few times throughout today. Uh, where you can go, like we created this resource, uh, 34 AI prompts to use in your marketing. And so this is an example of one of those prompts that, um, that, that came up in defining personas. I think the other thing, Laura, too, is uh, not only understanding the pain <laughs> that they experience, but then what are they going to do to solve that pain? What are the steps they're going to take? And so another component of defining who your ideal client is or your you know, your perfect customer profile or buyer persona is understanding the journey that they go on to ultimately solve that pain, consider solutions and ultimately hire you or buy your product or, or um, you know, subscribe to your service. And uh, that's where content comes in. And obviously, you know, you don't want to sell uh, early on solutions when someone's you know, in the early stages of their journey and trying to just understand better, like maybe what their pain is and they're describing symptoms. Um, so AI can certainly help you uh, come up with, um, 
different types of content uh, for that. Um, you know, so like, uh, I, you know, I'm experiencing um, or I'm, you know, trying to attract retirees and uh, they're having these pains. What are some content themes that would be great to attract my ideal audience that uh, has, you know, financial uncertainty when it comes to retirement and not knowing how much to plan for? What is some good content topics that, uh, that they would be attracted to? And then, of course, you know, ChatGPT or your AI tool of choice will will spit out uh, different content ideas and and topics and thoughts to uh, um, give you some you know an outline to start this means it would be good for you to know uh, the buyer's journey actually which I think is a good point to bring up uh, a lot of times on websites we'll see talk to sales or contact us or you know uh, send us an email and and if they're not ready to buy I mean maybe they just need more awareness and they want to find out who you are. They're, they're in that awareness stage. So you want to have content and offers where it's just information for them to get to know you, to get to know how you can help them, to answer the questions that they have. Frequently asked questions are important here. Um, then there, the second stage is comparison or um, consideration stage um, when they're actually evaluating different options. And this is when they may be looking at your competitors, and which means you should actually be looking at your competitors. They're looking at different options and different solutions that could address their needs. And so uh, third stage is decision stage. But at each point of these stages, as we move through them, I want to make sure that I have something to compare. So if I am Salesforce, I want to make sure that I have a comparison between Salesforce and HubSpot. If I'm HubSpot, I need to have a comparison. So when they're looking at both platforms uh, for a CRM, they know the differences there in the consideration stage. When we get to decision, this is when we actually are looking for more like demos. They're looking for proof. They want to see what you can do for them. Um, and then once they become a customer, this is when we're looking for referrals. And we really want to delight our customers. And I, I think that's something we've really focused on um, with Lair is to really delight and surprise uh, our customers at every stage. But we have content for each stage. And you want to ask AI for content for each particular stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I was mentioning uh, earlier, like a prompt to use. Um, so I found an example here, and this is also in our, our guidebook that we'll put in the show notes and you'll be able to get, or you visit our website and search it, you'll find it. Um, but an AI prompt there that speaks to, Laura, what you were just saying, um, you know, again, using this financial services theme, you know, uh, you're a financial services firm trying to, to target an audience of soon-to-be retirees looking for help with retirement planning. Provide ideas for blogs, downloadable offers, and other content for each stage of this audience's buyer journey. And ChatGPT will give you ideas, which is awesome. They know what these terms are. They know what a buyer persona is. They know what a buyer journey is. And <laughs> such a cheat code uh, to come up with topics where we used to have to brainstorm and use the, the whiteboard in the good old days and try to think and come up with this and then test it against, you know, different groups and whatnot. Um, so totally, totally agree uh, with that. Um, let's talk strategy a little bit. Um, you know, thinking about uh, where you're at, some companies are fairly new to the marketplace. Uh, they've got established competitors and they are a virtual nobody uh, online. So, um, you know, if you've 
got no traffic, maybe you have a website or have a, a minimal presence, then obviously you need uh, awareness. You need help getting out there. But maybe you've got traffic coming in, um, but no you know, hook, like you mentioned, Laura, like that's always contact us or talk to sales or get a quote. Uh, and there's nothing else for anybody else to do. And we found, and, and it's kind of common sense now, most visitors that come to a website, I'd say probably 99% of them are not ready to buy or they're not in the market yet. Uh, so what is there for them to do and interact with? Um, so you need more things to offer there. Uh, you know, subscribe to a newsletter, join our webinar, um, download this ebook, subscribe to our blog and so on. Um, but what if, you know, you've got those things, but you just are getting a lot, it seems like you're getting a lot of spam or not, not the right fits or target, you know, or, uh, tire kickers as we call them, uh, or those that just don't fit maybe budget wise or the timing, um, then you need some type of quali you know, qualification, uh, system in place. Uh, obviously AI can, uh, help with that. So let's, let's break those down. Um, Laura through prompts here, like, Back to that original issue, which a lot of companies start, they've got no traffic, their website's kind of a brochure or, you know, a digital business card and not much else going on there. Um, so here's a, here's a prompt or an idea. Uh, you are a marketer creating a plan for whatever your industry is, let's say. Um, let's say you're in the, you're in the uh, a software, you've got a, a software for um, you know, messaging, you know, contractors to use, uh, contractors to use messaging or texting tools with their customers. Cause that's a pain point in, you know, the construction and contracting is, uh, communicating with your customers timely, uh, or your, your project owners in a timely fashion. Um, so, um, create, you know, create, I'm trying to create a plan for my construction software text messaging um, business that specializes in uh, contractors being able to text real time uh, with their um, project customers um, and outline some key social platforms that our business should be on or have a presence on to reach its audience, you know, um, and then thinking about okay, we've got traffic coming to our site, but we're just getting no leads out of it, then, you know, I've got one for that one. Yeah. What about create an engaging CTA for, so I'm, I, it doesn't matter what industry I'm in, but the prompt is going to be create an engaging CTA for home, home buyers in this particular area. Like you, you can be, the more specific you are, I think the better product you're going to get out of there. But what about Todd, if you're getting leads, but they're not qualified, then maybe an AI prompt is you're a paid media marketer, uh, create a Google search and keyword strategy about construction that targets individuals who are moving to the Hilton Head area, for instance. Yeah. 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 Love that. Love that. And, and I mean, you could play around with that too and, and try multiple prompts and multiple ways to word that to get better outputs, um, with like a, a chat GPT type service. So let's, uh, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about website. I think this is where we've seen AI really help with coming up with better messaging, or maybe we've got what we want to say, but it's just way too long or too much jargon, um, or just too, you know, uh, too inconsistent, let's say, and, and how can AI help us shorten that and really, you know, dive into the finer points of that. Um, so when it comes to messaging, remember, 
um, center around your persona's pain points, the challenges they're having, even the symptoms of the problems or, or pains that they're experiencing. Uh, when it comes to messaging to using you statements like, are you struggling with this issue? You aren't alone. Most in, you know, in your space, in your industry are experiencing similar, like here's a statistic, but what do you do about it? Well, here's some things for you to consider instead of I, we, us, right? Like all about us, there's a time and place for that. This is the number one problem when we get a website that is not functioning or a website that needs a redesign or when uh, a client comes to us and says, all right, we, we have a website, but we need help with our marketing. And we look at their website and we're like, but your website has nothing to do and it just talks about you. Like there's no path to go, you know, when we talk about the buyer's journey, we need all of these different offers and all of these different steps, but it's also missing the fact that it says, we have won this award. We are the best in the business. We've been in business for 65 years. We have, and so they're talking about themselves and what they do, and they're not speaking to the reason why the customer is there, the pain that they're experiencing. Um, and this, I would say this is probably the biggest challenge we have with the majority of the websites that we work on is that they're not basing their content on use statements. And so this is, I think, a really misunderstood and very easily missed opportunity. Yeah, so let's let's break that, that down a little further, um, you know, with an AI prompt. Um, so let's say, like we've talked about construction a little bit, um, this would be the prompt. Generate five catchy slogan ideas for a residential construction business called uh, Philly Builders that specializes in home remodels for multi-generational households. And then AI will spit out like five different or six different slogans that you can actually use in your messaging that speaks to the ideal state uh, or future state that your customers want to be at and why they would be considering hiring you to help them obtain or reach that, that future state. So here's some examples with that particular AI prompt, you know, building homes, uniting generations, we're Philly builders, uh, creating spaces for every generation, renovating homes, strengthening bonds. <laughs> That's pretty AI. <laughs> um, crafting homes for lifelong memories. I, I, I kind of like that one. You know, the challenge here is that a lot of these things, like where does AI get everything from? Somebody already wrote it. So you do have to be mindful of copyrights and um, the, the wording, that's the, the only challenge I think that most people face with AI and using it properly is knowing that you can't copy word for word everything that you see. You do need to investigate um, and turn this into your slogan and then get sued by a company down the street or in another state who's copyrighted that particular phrase. So I, I would say to investigate these things before you use them, but it is fun, right? It's always fun. Transforming houses into multi-generational havens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I think, you know, diving further into, um, into lead generation and activities, you know, this is a role that, that we find ourselves in is, yeah, we can generate leads for you. No problem. XYZ company. How does sales interact with the leads that are generated? If they were to be generated, what's that, um, you know, what's that process look like? Because we want to understand what that handoff's going to look like. So obviously we can, we can generate leads, 
but we, we need to know that they're going to be followed up with and that they're going to be processed. And there's things that we can do and create and automations we can write uh, using, you know, machines and, and computers to automate and make that process more efficient. But at the end of the day, like there needs to be a partnership. And so um, lead classification is, is really important. Um, and uh, an AI prompt that I love when it comes to aligning marketing and sales is, you know, this would be the actual prompt. You're a marketing manager planning a brainstorming session with your sales and marketing teams. The goal of this session is to determine the characteristics of your company's ideal customer. What are some questions you should ask both teams to achieve this goal? Uh, this is fantastic. I, I think this would be great as a meeting agenda. You know, let AI help you define uh, the the interviews that'll happen in a meeting like this, uh, an alignment meeting. Um, so uh, AI, you know, with that type of prompt, and again, this is in our resource that um, that's available for you to to check out. You know, for both sales and marketing teams, number one, can you describe the types of customers who have been the most satisfied? with our products and services in the past and what made them stand out. So this is like extra work that's important to do beyond the customer interviews. So we, we do both. Uh, we um, recommend and prefer that we do both. We don't lean too heavily on internal assumptions of what our teams think our ideal customers look like. It's obviously important to interview the best customers that we want to attract more of, but then getting themes and from a marketing standpoint, um, that's a great question to ask. Uh, another one that I like is what industries or sectors have shown the most interest in our offerings? Are there any trends or patterns when it comes to uh, how they interact with us or what they what their top two, three questions are that they ask initially? And that'll give you some messaging and even content topics to dive further in. Um, and then are there any, you know, certain geographical areas or regions where our products or services have gained more traction than others? Um, so that can help you define particular target areas, you know, to uh, really focus your marketing um, and sales follow-up efforts. Laura, anything to add to uh, marketing and sales alignment and kind of getting expectations aligned there? No, I think we can move right into conversion points. Are you wasting ad spend? Are your leads dried up? Website not converting? Listen, you're busy and we know it. In just 20 minutes, we'll grade your website, identify lead generation opportunities, and discuss how to grow your revenue. Ready to learn more? Get expert advice. LairDigital.com forward slash talk dash two dash tot. And we'll put the link in the show notes. Obviously, probably one of the best, um, the best tools to use you know, jumping into tactics uh, is emails. ROI for emails is uh, phenomenal. Um, it's it's still the best use. Um, you know, you ask customers in interviews, they're going to uh, they're going to check. You know, they're going to ask. You know, they're going to say email. They're going to check their email more often than anything. Um, you know, instead of like how many times you check your email in a day, it's almost like how many times you check it in an hour and not be surprised that. People say a dozen times. Um, so nailing email is, is super important. And some great uh, AI prompts, again, to use um, you know, for having a sound email strategy for, for lead generation or lead conversion points. Obviously, you've got 
email addresses, you know, in order to send them, but then we want them to engage in a la convert. Um, so here's another AI prompt that uh, we've used. Create a catchy one sentence email subject line for the following content that will resonate with target audience, um, with, you know, whatever that target audience is. So contractors that are struggling to um, communicate with their project customers. Um, and, and, and so then, you know, getting a prompt um, and, uh, you know, write an email about some subject matter with the goal to get them to convert, um, you know, with a particular segment of an audience. So it's important to segment, you know, into different lists, different audience types. Usually, you know, you'll have two or three, um, specifically like to B2B, usually there's two two main primary personas and maybe one secondary or so. So um, segmenting emails into uh, those specific lists can go a long way and you'll get uh, a better response when you're actually targeting that specific audience based on what their interests are. And then shifting to digital advertising, um, you know, it, it's important too, like to have AI help you um, define a, a paid media strategy to attract your ideal audience like where they live. And so, um, you know, obviously, in addition to running paid media campaigns for, uh, you know, a trial or a demo or a consultation or a contact us, um, it's also important to run paid media just for awareness and consideration level or staged uh, uh, buyer, you know, buyers in, in that stage of their journey. So content offers, um, you know, case studies, uh, those are all really good to run in addition to, uh, a, you know, like a direct business offer, as we call it, a consultation, a demo, a trial, or what have you. Um, we also love to use um, in-channel lead generation tools. So what I mean by that is keeping the, um, keeping the user in the platform. So if you're running ads, say on LinkedIn, I can't really do this on Google search because you, you're getting them to convert, you know, and go to your website and then convert from there. But on paid media, like you can, um, you can uh, actually get them to fill out a form and convert on the platform itself. So it's called a, you know, in, um, in channel, you know, conversion form. So, and, and then like getting to the prompt, like I want to promote whatever my product or service is uh, to, you know, to whatever my goal is, get more trials, get more demos, um, you know, have more downloads, whatever, to my target audience. So whatever the persona is that I'm targeting, outline the best digital ad platforms I can leverage and what my budget should be. And it'll give you some guidelines um, there. And we've also created a resource like uh, we do a lot with LinkedIn, you know, again, to that B2B audience, um, B2B Marketer's Guide to LinkedIn Ads is the, the name of the content offer. So there's some things that you can actually use to inform AI to give you better ideas based on the loose examples um, in that guidebook. I think the other thing that's uh, underlooked uh, that a good majority of users want to see when they come to websites is the ability to chat. Um, you know, using a, a chat bot or using a live chat. Uh, I'd say, you know, based on industry research that we found, 
Um, it's about 50-50. You know, some are comfortable and, and fine with chatting with a, a chat bot that, to get them, you know, only so far. Uh, but then others that have maybe more complex needs or more timely needs actually want to talk to a human. So we feel it's important to have both. You need to have like pre-scripted written um, questions uh, to have a chat bot ask uh, in your, your chat technology on your website. Uh, but then have some type of trigger that's going to pass them off to a live person, a sales consultant or an account executive or what have you. Um, you know, once you've gotten enough information and obviously within business hours or whenever they're available. Um, so uh, that's something that we spend a lot of time on. We have something very similar to that on our website. Uh, ask key questions, narrows it down like based on categories that they're interested in, get a few pieces of contact information and then turn them over to a, uh, to a live person. Um, anytime the category uh, that, that they have uh, centered around pricing, like they're interested in pricing, they, they know what they want to learn about and they're more curious about pricing is an automatic uh, handoff to a, a live person to, to take that, uh, that inquiry over. There's a lot of good that can come out of the, the chat bots is number one, you can weed out spam because you can immediately tell who is spam but also the people who are really serious and want to talk to somebody right away are going to get a lot of information before they actually talk to them. What's your email? What's your phone number? You know, what's a, a good time to reach you? But I actually use Chatbot for a lot of the services that I use personally in my life. And I understand it. It's really never bothered me. I mean, I guess it may some people um, to actually just get the information there. There's a lot of frequently asked questions and in a lot of Chatbots, it will say, you know, is this what you're looking for? Yes or no. And then it will, okay, check out this article or check out this article. So it's almost doing the search work for you so that a lot of times the answers are there and you can, uh, with some of them, um, you can get directly to someone or it'll say somebody will reach out with you, uh, reach out to you within the next 24 hours or within the next 48 hours. But you've been given answers to a lot of your questions. You've been given information and then it has been handed off to a real person. And what I've noticed Oftentimes is I've, I've gotten some that said 24 to 48 hours, but I actually would get an email back within 10, 15 minutes sometimes because somebody is monitoring the chat. So it, it's good for both parties. It's good for the, the people who don't have to have these conversations right up front. You can get a lot of information um, and I can get a lot of information as a customer as well. So I think it's something that's good to use. It's going to be more helpful than not for most people. Yep, absolutely. And I think, you know, Two, um, it, obviously using AI is, is a game changer, uh, you know, as we've gone over some, some ideas, but also having, you know, really dialed in um, CRM and an automation process. And obviously you need to have a platform or a tool to power that like a HubSpot or some of the others that are popular on the market. Um, but not only, you know, using AI to inform content ideas and, and you know, lead magnets and hooks and things like that. But then setting up rules that like just a computer program can use and operate and, and perform tasks for you uh, when it comes to marketing and sales alignment specifically. And so um, a couple things that we do, a couple ideas that we do like for ourselves, but also for our clients is um, lead assignment to particular reps. So we talked about with live chat and um, you know, passing off from a bot to a live person and assigning that lead or that inquiry 
to a live person to follow up with or take over the conversation. That needs to be based on something, whether it's round robin, whoever's next in line to, to have a conversation with, with a lead that comes in from the web. Um, but then diving in further, obviously assigning leads based on you know different markets within your business that you sell to. Uh, you could think of obviously if they sell in regions, um, that's important. Um, but the other is based on behavior uh, that I really like and we could totally nerd out on. Um, we are really interested in what users are doing on our website, but also on our clients' websites. So an automation uh, that, and again, AI can give you automation um, uh, you know, suggestions to things that you should have built in your process. But um, one thing that we found that definitely signals buying intent is how many pages they view and how long they stay on our website. So once they convert for the first time and they fill out a form, we know every activity they've done prior to filling out that form because they've been cookied up until that point. And then obviously everything they do beyond filling out that form. So additional pages they go to and so on. So a simple automation that we have set up is what we call the 15, 30, 45. And it is based on how many page views uh, they hit or a threshold. So at 15 page views, um, knowing that a lead on our website has visited 15 pages, maybe not all at once, maybe over a period of time, a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months, an, an internal email is sent to whoever that lead's been assigned to, um, letting them know that that's happened. And, and we put a link or there's a link in that automated email that says, hey, you know, Laura Lair's visited uh, our website 15 times. Click here to learn more about the pages she's visited. And that's just a put it on your radar. Think about this person um, moving forward because they, they, they are definitely interested in our content. At 30 pages, uh, that's definite intention of some sort. They are coming back to the website uh, and they have viewed a substantial amount of pages. And we found through- Or they're a competitor checking you out. Or they're a competitor <laughs> or they're a job seeker. They'd really like to work, for, work with you, work for you. Um, but what we found when it comes to customer usage or you know, visitors and, and prospects and leads that have converted into customers, um, on average, those that took their time, did their research and, you know, consumed our content visited about 45 pages on our website. And think of it like this, if they, you know, go from the homepage to a services page to a blog and then back to the services page, that's four page views, even though it's only three pages. It's just that they've gone back to it and they're consuming that content, rereading stuff or interacting with something else that they haven't, you know, interacted with. With before. So, but what we found is 80% of the time they end up becoming a customer if they visited 45 pages or more on our website. So, uh, that is an internal email that goes to whoever they've been assigned to saying, you know, if they've not requested a trial, a demo, a consultation, what have you, whatever it is that you want them to do, um, reach out to them, you know, learn about where they've been on our website. And reach out to them and, and, you know, don't sell them if they're not, you know, asking to be sold to, which most aren't. Um, but hey, I understand that you've been to our website numerous times and would love to know, um, you know, have you gotten all your questions answered? You know, have you found value in the content that we put out there? Is, are, is there anything missing, you know, that um, you still have questions that are lingering and, and so on? 
Um, so the other thing too that, that we like is uh, sending an internal email to when someone, uh, when a prospect or a lead completes uh, an email nurture series. So like say they download an ebook and um, they get a series of emails after that, you know, up to maybe two weeks, let's say. And so when they complete it and they haven't raised their hand or asked for a consult or a trial or a demo or whatever, then an email is sent to whoever's been assigned to that lead saying, hey, this Laura Lair completed our you know, lead nurturing workflow for, based on this campaign. You should know about it. Here's a link to their contact profile in our CRM and, and you can learn more about them. Because um, a lot of times, you know, you got to meet them where they're at. So um, we like to, to bring that fight, you know, to our sales teams to be able to uh, be empowered and, and follow up with leads, you know, um, on their own terms. And you definitely want to know who Laura Lair is anyway. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So Hey, that wasn't exciting enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you, right. You definitely want to know who Laura Lair is because if you don't, then you're missing out. Um, so that's, that's really good. Save. That was a, that was good, a good, good save. Good save. Good save. So I, I think that that's, that, that's it in a nutshell. And, and so we probably went through maybe six or seven different AI prompts. Um, and the resource that I referred to earlier is 34 AI prompts to simplify your marketing efforts. We'll put the link to that in the show notes, but, um, you know, learn, you know, get prompt ideas for strategy, website optimization, content marketing, SEO topics and, and SEO targets, uh, social media, paid media, paid media and email marketing. Um, and then also quick tips to keep in mind when using AI prompts to get the most out of them. So there's definitely a learning curve and we put together just kind of a, a best, uh, best in class, you know, at least right now as things always change, they get better and evolve. Um, but, uh, really this, this resource is, is based on some best practices that we found using AI for, you know, lead generation, um, not only for our clients, but for ourselves in multiple, multiple, uh, industries, multiple persona types and, and so on. So hope you, you get that guidebook and would love to hear from you too. If you've got any ideas, um, please share them. Uh, we'd, we'd love to know and, and get better at our craft uh, as well. Don't forget, you can also use AI for marriage prompts if you're getting married, if you need to get your vows written, if you need help writing a Valentine's Day love letter, which I'm always asking for. <laughs> uh, love notes are the best thing you can give a woman, I'm just saying. But there's a there's a lot that you could use AI for, uh, for this particular purpose too um, when it comes to um, marriage. But I think uh, a renewing of the wedding vows, uh, Todd Lair, just in case you wanted any ideas as we're approaching our, what's it going to be now? 20 years. We celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary on November 5th. So less than two years from now, we might have some, uh, some wedding vows. I think you can even get married by AI. It's pretty, it's pretty unlimited these days. <laughs> I, I'm sure AI can help you uh, come up with some really compelling uh, ask for forgiveness prompts too, in case you uh, want to avoid sleeping on the couch or had an argument or had a uh, had a tiff uh, with your significant other. So check that out. If that if that's helpful, let us know. Let me know. I hear AI is a, a great relationship advisor. So <laughs> <laughs> ask away. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Married to Marketing, and uh, we'll see you again real soon. Have a great one. 
That's a wrap on this week's episode of the Married to Marketing podcast. I'm your host, Laura, along with my husband and partner, Todd. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Your feedback fuels our passion and keeps the marketing fire burning bright. And if you're hungry for more marketing magic, be sure to visit our website, marriedtomarketing.com, where we've got a treasure trove of additional resources, episode transcripts, and mind-blowing bonus content. We'll be back next week with another engaging episode. Until then, be creative, get strategic, and never go to bed angry.